Support for My Depression's Got Jokes comes from Non-Profitability. We gas her up every Sunday and it's for good reason. Chantel Malachi has done so much amazing work in the nonprofit sector and she's here for those of us who try to save the world, i.e. those of us who have nonprofits. If you have a nonprofit or you are working to create a nonprofit and you need some help because the paperwork is a lot and it can be really confusing and really intimidating and you're like, why is it like this? And I just want to save the world. I don't understand why this is so hard. Definitely get in touch with Chantel Malachi. You can reach her at nonprofitability.org slash lift. She has so many amazing things that you can get with her with. And just check her out because she's awesome. And we guys her up for good reason. But if you are indeed that person that is trying to save the world, hit her up at nonprofitability.org slash lift. <laughs> I was just making sure I was doing what I needed to do. Hi, everybody. Um, this is My Depression's Got Jokes. I am Joy Donaldson, and I am, um, yeah, I'm having, a, I'm, I'm having a good day. Um, I actually got everything recorded at the same time. So, yay, yay me. Um, <laughs> today is our Paper Storms Takeover, and we have one of our Actually, she aged out this year, but she still always will be a part of Paper Storms. Um, and our Paper Storms family slash alumna, alumna, I always get that word weird. Um, but yeah, so we will be talking to Miss Imani Bailey today. Her mom is also in the studio. We've had a, a pretty in-depth conversation so far in the last hour or so. But um, yeah, if you have a teen or if you are the parent of a teen or if you're just somebody that's like, I really want to understand how teens tick here in 2018, stay tuned. We are officially live in the studio, and I'm super duper excited to have Imani Bailey in the studio. I keep wanting to say stewed because I love um, Another Round podcast, and I'm like, I'm not going to take that word. That would be wrong with me. Um, But I'm super excited to have her in the studio, and we've had a really, really, really in-depth conversation about her upcoming college career, And (laughs) but more than anything, I want to get... To, I want the, the audience more than anything to get to know Imani as a human being, as a person, who she is at her core, as she and her mom fight over the fact that <laughs> her mom wants to take pictures of her and she's like, no. So, um, Imani, come to the mic. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 
Right. So, tell us about your tell us about yourself. Um. Lord. See, we had a whole hour conversation where she had everything to say, and now it's time like, hey, talk. She's like, no. Well, I'm 18. I just graduated Hermitage High School on June 12th. Nice. And I recently got accepted to Chawan University, and I will start on August 20th. No, 18th is moving day. Oh, my god. On a Saturday. <laughs> but, yeah, I started there um, August 20th in North Carolina, so I'm super excited about that. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just... <laughs> oh. I like to sing. Um, I like to do like musical theater and stuff like that. Um, I like to do my hair, I guess. I like to do my hair. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, that's more of like just something I just do. I love how blase you were, but I just know how to beat faces. It's not that big with them. <laughs> it's like, well, I like to beat my own face. It's no big. It's no big. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so my main goal of having you all in the studio, because um, I know there are some more girls coming, um, is to just have an open conversation, no holds barred, no, I can't talk about these things, I can't be around this, I can't say this. Because the goal of Paper Storms, um, my nonprofit that I co-founded with my cousin D, is to provide a space for you all to have these deep in-depth conversations without feeling like you can't, you can't be in a safe space to have them without us cutting you off, without us making you feel that we may have our opinions and we may, like we had you know, the last hour or so in the talk that we've had, we may have how we feel about the situation, but at the end of everything is really about what you want to do from here. So we come at Paper Storms from a very, from a space of, of which we wish we would have had this when we were kids and we, we were younger, when we would have had somebody go, hey, almost adult, how do you feel? And this is a safe place to feel how you feel. We didn't have that. And not even because it was like we were born in the 80s and raised in the 90s. It was we came from a generation of kids are seen and not hurt. And we realized how detrimental that was to us. So we created Paper Storms with the thought of, giving, not even giving, but allowing you all to have a voice and to talk about whatever you want to talk about without, without us being like, oh, girl, you ain't never been through nothing for real. Wait until you got to pay bills. Wait until you got to do something. Because it matters. It matters. Old habits die hard, <laughs> as they eye each other right now in the studio. Old habits die hard. And a lot of us were raised under a lot of BS yeah. that people in our families call the rules. But we're here to give you the space to be like, these are the things that affect me as now as an adult, because you, know, you recently turned 18. Um, but these are the things when I was in my teen years bothered me and I never really got a chance to talk about it, whether it's mental health, whether it's society, whether it's you know, mom and daughter relationships, all those sorts of things. So this is where you can have the space to air those things out and that people can hear from a real live I hate to say teenager, <laughs> young adult, 18, but you're, yeah, you're in the transition phase because it's going to be those moments like, oh, damn, I can't, I can't do, I can't get the discount no more because I'm 18 and I'm an adult. <laughs> what is it called? 
called them like in limbo for age. Yeah. <laughs> you closer to 18 than you were to 17. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but this is a space in which you can do that. So tell me about what it's like to be Imani in 2018. I don't even know. I'm going to be real. I don't know. And that's sad because I am Imani in 2018. <laughs> I guess you could say it's, like, tough at times. Because mm-hmm. I guess I'm just a young-looking person or whatever. But whenever I'm out with my younger sister, like, when we went to orientation, people were coming up to her, asking her was she ready to start school and stuff. And I'm just like, she has two more years of high school. Like, it's me. Hello. We're here for me. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm the older yeah. one. <laughs> so there's a lot of mistaking identity when it comes to age. Um, mm-hmm. and how, did, how, how does that bother you? That's like, uh, it just bothers me because like when I was younger growing up, I'm saying that like I'm really old now, but when I was younger growing up, I was always told like, you can have these certain privileges and you can do these certain things when you turn 18. And now I'm 18 and it's just, they're not life, giving me my gods. Your whole life is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, get, wait. I pay, it's like I paid, like my stuff was on layaway and I paid for it, but they're not giving me the receipts. No, they gave you the receipt and it was like, this is cute and all, but we put everything back because it's out of style and we just <laughs> like felt I like it. I paid for it and didn't get it back. That's fine. They were like, uh. Wait, hold and there's a. There, it's in case like anybody. They're showing me the hidden fees. Absolutely. They're the showing you the. Moment. Yeah, they showed you everything. They showed you the fine print that you neglected to read, or they snuck it in afterwards and put in and called it, it We've an, an addendum. Service. Right. They called it an addendum, and you was like, I didn't even get the email, but fine. The If you hear a voice in the back that is her mom, and I'm kind of going, I am doing the rules that we do in Paper Storms where we kind of leave the moms out. <laughs> we'll bring her in later, but what we do with Paper Storms is we kick the mom slash parents out. So, <laughs> and um, yeah, so you hear her in the background. It's not like, why haven't they given her a mic yet? There's the reason why, because she's in the conversation, and she's one of the few moms that is a part of Paper Storms that's not like, and another thing, though, like, that's in the room when those things are happening live. And there are some moms who was like, look, you drop your kid off and you come get her after. We are not going to deal with you in this room today. So talk about, like, well, let me ask you, are there any specific things that you wish adults really, when you being an adult, but you're like new adult, you're like, <laughs> beginner adult. Um, it's like being a newborn again. Exactly. It's like, oh, okay, this is, I'm learning to walk again. I'm learning to do all these things. How do I feed myself? Did I eat today? Like, all those sort of things are coming out right now. If there was something that you could explain to the older adults or that you wish we would understand, what would those things be? I wish, like, adults would understand the whole meaning of being, like, in the in-between. Like, we're not exactly kids anymore, so there's certain things that we should know now and we shouldn't be doing now, but we're not exactly adults either. So, like, we should still be kind of allowed to make those mistakes, Mm -hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, like, 
when you're 18, yes, you're an adult, but you still, like, have to wait till 21, 25, 30 to still, 35 to still, like, even be considered a valid adult. Oh, girl, like, I'm 30 now, and I still feel like a child. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I still feel like what? And it's like what? we're it's like we're being told like, oh, when you become an adult, we're gonna let your hand go. But like, they're still like tugging our pinky along. If you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to explain it because no, like, you're in my doing head, a good job. Making sense, but like coming out of my mouth. No, you're doing a great job. Good, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Like your thoughts are spinning, but it's not coming out. Yeah. Welcome to adulthood. Yeah. So. Things I want to say. Right. And then it comes out and then it's per your last email and then it's, you get called into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. So you, it's, it's hard in the in-between. It's like that. I, th- I think, you know, because we all were kids at one point, we get to that point of childhood where we have those milestones like oh we learned how to walk and we learned how to roll over and now we're saying our first words and now we're first day of kindergarten and now we're all those and then we're what 13 if you're you know culturally 13 right it's your first teen and then culturally you know you may be having a um bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah. When you hit 15, you may have a quinceanera. Like, all these sort of things that happen, these milestones, then you become an adult. It's like, thanks for playing. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and the next one you have coming time. up. Right. 16, and you the get a car. Like the next one is it's 21. Like the milestones get farther and farther apart. Yeah. Like, it's like when you're a baby, it's like, oh, you opened your eyes. And you're getting praised for, like, doing teeny stuff. And then by the time you turn, like, five, you're like, oh, you're going to school, and that's, like, kind mm-hmm. of a big gap already. But then from five to, like, it's, like, five to ten, now mm-hmm. you're double digits. Then from ten to 13, you're a teen now. Mm-hmm. And if you're a girl, you get an unexpected visitor. Mm. Um, and then Talk from, about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then from the 13, And God forbid if you, want, if you didn't know about it. Like, yeah, nobody told me about this. Yeah, yeah, like, I didn't know about it because I guess, like, my mom was just, like, she briefly touched on it, but I still didn't get it. And when it happened, I thought I was dying. Like, I was telling everybody I loved them. I was, like, you, I was giving my stuff away. I told Sharita she was going to have her own Today's my last day. <laughs> I'm not going to be anywhere. Hey, at least y'all had a conversation. I was given the Judy Bloom book and was like, figure it out. I don't think it's a good way to, you can never get to the point where it's like, yeah, this is about to happen. And then on top happen. of that, it gets worse because I was wearing white pants. <laughs> As if it couldn't already have been worse that I thought I was dying, didn't know what was going on, and I was like, I was wearing white pants. Through white pants. I was wearing white pants. When I got that call, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Why today? Couldn't you just win another twenty? That's how I nope. feel every time. <laughs> like, said, Hi, I'm here for the visit. It was like, oh no, why are you? And that that same thing happened to me. Like I, mine happened when I was twelve, and I was at the Southside reunion, <laughs> and um. In a porta potty, trying to figure out like, no, <laughs> and I was a late bloomer because everybody else in my in my class had theirs, and I was like, oh what mine? It was the worst decision. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I would want that. Like, if you think about that for a second, why would you want to bleed? Why? <laughs> because it, it makes you in a, woman. a capacity, a, a woman, quote unquote. 
And then they're like, if you don't have it, it's something wrong. But that was, that was only legitimate back in the day because people people's life expectancy wasn't, they weren't expected to live that long. Absolutely. So that's why they're saying, like, when you get your period, you're becoming a woman. It's literally just because you're now able to be you're, fertile. Right, you're now able to have children now. So now yeah. it's like, But we now we're in a day and age, like, after the baby boomers and stuff, we don't really need, like, we're not <laughs> We needed. don't need kids. We're not, no. <laughs> I'm just saying we're not needed to carry on. We're not needed to carry on. We don't need on. children anymore. We're not needed We're not needed to carry on the bloodline anymore because like we still have older people out here in their 50s and 60s having babies. Like we're we're not the responsibility's being taken off of us now. Like we're not we're not like you're going to marry This is this is your neighbor. Me and his me and his mom have signed a document where you I guys are going to get traded married. you for a goat. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten goats. And here's your new family. And thank you so much for this transaction. I'll see my grandchildren in about two years. Yeah, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You get no say. I know you don't know that person, but here's your husband. And we here's your dowry. And you love and him very much. You love him very much. And here's the two goats. And um, have a good time. All right. Thanks. So. <laughs> 15 years. That's so sad. You're only going to be 30. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, it used to be like that in Texas. See? Texas. Texas. It's always Texas. <laughs> it's always the South. Um, <laughs> like we're not right here at the Mason-Dixon line. Um, right <laughs> the Mason-Dixon line. Right. We're right here on the border. Um, so, okay. So, we, we got into a really in-depth conversation about cycles, and I love that, because we need to not be... It needs to be something that's more publicized, so these little girls aren't out here like, Oh my god, I'm dying! Like I'm bleeding, and I'm gonna die. Like they should just be like, "Oh, I'm bleeding. Cool, got my period." Now right. Deal with it. Now it's like, okay, how do I handle this? What do I go through? <laughs> how do I handle this? What do I do with this? And instead of it being a yeah, instead of instead of it being like, "Ew, oh my god, I'm like, disgusting," and I'm like, "No, you're no, you're every, human. every other woman, every right. other biological woman." I think trans women get periods now too. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So, I so, feel like, period, and I love the I, I love like the idea we talk, even talking about that. Yeah. yeah, period talk shouldn't just be for girls anymore because we're in no. a day and age where like. By some miracle, it's now medically possible for a man to transition to a woman and start bleeding as well. So I feel like when they do sex ed, they need to just do them together. Yeah, they did. And then... Because this separate teaching, is still, it's still... It's not equal. It's not like, equal. The boys don't get told enough. No. Because boys... I found out the other day, like, boys can produce breast milk. And I bet they don't teach them that. Oh, oh check this out. Because almost can, every human being... high level of testosterone. Yeah. Every, like, almost every human being starts out as female. Yeah. And then as the time goes on, um, that chromosome that's in um, either XY or I always mix chromosomes. I think it's up. like 2X. Two 2X, two yeah. And that's what will um, bring on a biological male. And another thing that they don't teach capacities. them is that you can have both. Yeah. That's intersex. Yeah. And there's nothing. Or you can have an extra chromosome. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that because it's like. It's, it's like when. They teach you stuff in sex ed. They teach you in middle school, right, where you're at that level where like, oh, boys have cooties and, right. uh, girls and, uh, uh, body fluid. Like, I feel like they should touch on it there and then 
make it like a class. Like, you know how econ is now a like required class for you to graduate? Sex ed should be a required class for you to graduate. They shouldn't be giving you slips to sign your child out and opt out of that. Because then you're going to be looking stuck when your child goes out here to have sex for the first time and they come home pregnant because they didn't know what contraception was. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your own fault. Do you hear this, you, America? You are now a young grandma because you are now you wanted, a young grandma. <laughs> because you wanted to opt your child because out. Because you decided to do abstinence only because sex education. It's just, that's, it, it, the, the one that's like, come on, dog. And I, I love that. I love that that's something that you're, you seem passionate about. So what what is it about what is it about that that makes you really passionate about that? Like why I do you feel that way? I just don't think that it's that big of a deal, and people are out here like making it such a big deal. Like mm-hmm. it's women still out here like marching for rights to stuff that they've grown themselves. Yeah. Like how are you going to tell somebody else what to do with their body when it's their body? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even if they did have it surgically implanted into their body, it's still their body. It's still body. their body. So you can't really control what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. No amount of money is going to make you any more important on the let me tell you what, um, what you're going to do with your body today list. Like, yeah. You don't have to go home and wash that body. You don't put the medicine in it to make it better. You don't put the drugs in it to make it worse if that's what you do. You don't. Clean it, cut it, take care of it, wax it, anything. Mm-hmm. So, so what gives this you goes, the right to talk about? This goes for men too. Yeah, like what gives you the right to talk thing, about my like, body? The whole double standards thing. Like women out here saying, "Oh, you have to be six foot and uh, have a beard and have a good financial history." Da 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 da. And you can't have man boobs and you can't have a pot belly. But then they want to cry when someone's like, "Your hair got to be real." <laughs> What? You're complaining about stuff that this man can't... You're complaining about stuff that this man can't change. But you get upset when he's complaining about something that mm-hmm. you can change. Right. Because, like, I feel like for women, it's hard for us to be ugly, honestly, if you really think about it. We can get our hair done, our makeup done, our nails done. For men, if you ugly, you just ugly. <laughs> Why do you hit your drop at all the gym? I'm just saying. I mean, now... Yeah. yeah, they have man weave, but, I mean... I mean, they do have man weave. They have man wigs. Every, and that, that's another thing that bothers me. Is like, why is it that something had to be differentiated with, like, man? Exactly. Like, I'm a man purse. If you don't just... Purse, it's, a, it's a bag, man. Chill. Y'all the same ones that got, like, body wash with the essence of lightning in it. Bro, it's body wash. Like, why can't you just wash your ass? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> why I gotta... Why I gotta have the blood of your enemies in the body wash for you to use it? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand, like, because we have to we have to gender everything and we have to differentiate between men yeah. are strong and men are this. Men are yeah, and then on top of that, like, Every gender like differentiating. That. Yeah. Why is it okay for women to wear men's clothes and it be a look, but then a man walk out here in a romper and it's an issue? Right. I don't understand. I don't understand the problem. Is Why that what, is that what they love to wear? Why does it matter? Section. Some guys look nice in fishnet. Yeah. Some guys look nice in crop tops. Nobody say nothing to the football players out here wearing crop tops to football camp. So what's the issue with wearing it in the hallway? <laughs> some of them look better yeah. than us. Right. You want to no. wear a skirt? Go ahead. Just make sure it's your size. That's it. And it look good. That's it. Like all you. Why does it matter? But I, like I got into that discussion last year when a lot of men did not like the when it, when it finally came out. A lot of men did not agree with the um, all like in back in the forties and the fifties where pink was considered a manly color and blue was considered a feminine color. And now that it's switched because times change, things evolve, 
now a man wearing pink is looked at as like he's less manly. I'm like, well, no, all- they just automatically assume he's gay. Yeah, he automatically, and I'm like, 60 years ago, man, a woman couldn't wear pink because she'd be considered like less feminine. So I'm like, times change, and people have very archaic, very static ways of people looking are at things. People just trying to be so stuck in tradition just to say they're traditional, and it's not that deep. It's it's not that deep, and then tradition is how people die. Tradition mm-hmm. is how people get killed um, because yeah. you're you're beholden to something that no longer works, and you're just like, oh well, back in the day, this is how this worked. Yeah, that was back in the day. And that was also back in the day when grandpa had two families. And back in the day when um, auntie so-and-so couldn't come to the, to the function because she, she lives with her, which y'all used to quote unquote say her little friend, but that's been her partner for 30 years, but y'all don't want to admit that. Like all those sort of things, like, that people are literally coming out of every closet that they want and need to come out of. And y'all over here like, well, my grandma was like, I don't care what your grandma said. Like, they're the ones that preach the most about being who you, who you are. Right. And then when people be who they are, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. Because now you're making me uncomfortable. Choose a side. No. Like, I'm going to choose a side, but I'm going to choose the side that is um, over here that's safe. I'm going to choose the safe side. I'm going to just choose the side where do what you want. And as long as it's not bothering me, we cool. <laughs> that's valid. Mm-hmm. So... Where did this fight come from? Like, everybody has some sort of thing that happens to them, or um, you come across a, an issue or an identity that matches up to your belief system. When did you realize that, you know what, I think I am a little bit of, um, you know, if I, has, if I do decide to say it, uh, a womanist or a feminist, or I'm very open to this sort of mindset or this type of identity. Like, when did you realize, like, oh, that is how I think. And, I, you know what, I want to continue to voice it. I'm going to be honest. I probably just realized this, like, when I started talking. You know what, that's but fair. It's just, because, <laughs> <laughs> it's just because, like, I don't really sugarcoat anything. If I don't like something, I'm going to say something about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't really categorize myself. But mm-hmm. if I were to, like, I would definitely say I'm a feminist or a womanist. But more so like an equal rightist person <laughs> because like people get the ladies and gentlemen equal equal rightist <laughs> in case you had questions ask her for the definition <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I was like I don't know when I first started speaking my mind I was like all for the woman agenda and all for this that and third but then some people just took it too far and now it's like oh feminists are just like a bunch of aggressive lesbians <laughs> yeah. That's not true at all. And then the ones that are like that, mm-hmm. they try to make it seem like women are better than men when the whole goal was to make them equal to each other. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I would claim feminist and feminism and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. like, I also want to be, like, on the men's side as well. Because yeah. there's some men that support feminists and are feminists themselves. Mm-hmm. But you never hear anything about women supporting men and they always try to play it off like oh well men have been at the top for so long it doesn't mean that when we're equaling ourselves out and we're on the same level that they don't deserve the same support if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah so tell me about how and I think that's that's will help the the question before when did you really start to really see those connections that I not necessarily the identity so much as because we just figured out that you're equal rightist today. So, <laughs> um, like, it took me some time because I initially identified with being a feminist, but then I realized that 
a lot of feminism excluded someone that looked like me. Yeah. So looking and doing my, my research and being in certain spaces, I've discovered the word womanist, which is feminism understanding what black women have brought to the table and identifying that and being more on that side of, yes, equal rights, but also do not forget about my rights as well. And so it took me some time to see that, but I was an adult when I was like a full, an older adult than you are. <laughs> but and because ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you all don't know, like she just turned 18, what? Three months In ago? April, yeah. right. So we're talking to someone who's had this identity longer than she's been an adult. So when did you really like start to put two and two together and be like, you know what? No, this, this doesn't sound right. Okay, so like, I don't know how, but I ended up following this activism page okay. on Instagram. And, like, they had a lot of posts, and all their captions were really long. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to archive this one day. I'm going to read it. <laughs> so I ended up saving a post about, I think this was around the time when Trump became president. And it was, like, the Women's March rights or something like that, mm-hmm. or the Women's Rights March. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the captions and stuff, and I was like, this makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. this is true. This is... Like, I felt that, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just kept reading more and more and more. But then as I kept reading more about the women's rights stuff and stuff like that, I noticed that, like, instead of them, like, uplifting women Mm -hmm. and understanding where they're coming from and just doing that, they Mm -hmm. were also tearing down, like, indigenous women, Mm -hmm. black women subliminally, Mm -hmm. men, Mm -hmm. um, transgenders. Mm -hmm. Like, they were just forgetting a lot of stuff. Like, you can't be an activism page and not include everyone. Absolutely. So, at one point, I don't know, they were just getting really bold talking about how transgender people shouldn't have their own restrooms. And in my head, like, it just makes sense for a trans person to have their own restroom unless they are completely okay with the fact that somebody might lash out at them for them being a man transitioning to a woman walking to the women's restroom or right. a woman transitioning to a man's restroom right. and walking to the men's restroom and potentially getting assaulted by yeah. a man that hates trannies. Right. You know? So I think that it's pretty valid for them to have their own bathroom mm-hmm. instead of having to go use the family restroom that people go to change their babies in. Mm-hmm. You know, So they were saying they didn't understand why trannies needed their own thing. Like They already... It's already now legal for them to be whatever they are. Like they were being very rude about it. Yeah, and really and using I was that just, like really yeah. So I commented in the term. comments. I yeah. commented in the comments, and I was like, "If it's okay for women to have their own restroom and men to have their own restroom, and they are two different genders mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. why would it be wrong for someone that is transitioning into something like that and trying to fit in with?" the people that are trying to help them out but still getting discriminated against because mm-hmm. they are not 100% women or not 100% men. And she's using air quotes, everyone. Yeah, why is, it, <laughs> why is it wrong for them to have their own space when you're supporting them right. but you're not supporting them? Right. You're supporting them Because it looks good. Right. You're supporting them because it looks good. Yeah. Not because you actually, you actually support, support them. them. Right. So. It's also giving them a safe space. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I would hate to be a woman transitioning to a man, but I haven't started taking the tea or whatever, but on the outside I look like a man, but I open my mouth to say something. They realize I'm a woman, and now they're trying to, like, assault me in the yeah. bathroom because they we've have lost, an issue with who I am. Exactly. We've lost so many um, black trans women in 
and even black trans men. Yeah, we've we've lost so many because somebody decided that their identity was an affront to them, and it's unfair for you to posit how you feel about this individual because you don't understand it and decide to take out your, your aggression because you're confused. Like yeah. it, 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 it's stupid. There's just projection just, in its worst form. Right, it's projection. Because you have inner issues and because you see something that you don't like, you just project the inner issues onto that person so mm-hmm. it makes it easier for you to deal with. Right, so now you've quote unquote dealt with your issues by taking the life of someone that you projected. Yeah, you know, and then you feel justified onto. and don't see anything wrong with it. And as, and sadly, people, there are people out there that will not see the evil in what that person has done. Yeah, like you, it's you people that sit in jail yeah. dealing with the consequences of their crimes that still don't think they did anything wrong. Right, you think and you've they've helped been there for society. Like life. Right, you think you've helped society, you've gotten rid of the evils of society, quote unquote, because you decided to take out your wrath on something that you didn't understand. And didn't, t- didn't do the work to try to understand it. You just decided that, nope, this is evil, and I'm going to go out and kill it. How was, how was that any less evil, quote unquote, than what this thing you're perceiving is evil is? This person is literally just living their life as in their truth. Why is it, why, why is it in the front to you? Why does that bother you? I get it. I get it. So what... What other stances do you stand behind? And what are both the, co- the pros and cons of standing behind those things? When you say stances, what do you mean by that? Like the things that you, the things that you stand behind. It doesn't have to solely be social justice. Because what it sounds oh. like what you're doing right now is mm-hmm. social justice. Even if you're not actively like, out here in the streets with your signs and everything, you may potentially become that person. But, and I'm not saying that you have to do that to care about these issues that's not any I, I really hate when people do that uh, well if you're not out here in the street you must not really care like no I care but I'm over here doing it differently um, but when I say stances I mean the things that you believe in even if it's small like I believe in the fact that I want to tie my hair up you know it's even if it's small what are the things that you believe in and um, what are the pros and cons of putting yourself into those spaces and openly believing them mm. I don't even know. Like, I just kind of don't understand the question. <laughs> like, I was trying. But I, can't, but I, just, I can't do it. It happens to the best of us. It does. So it's like some of some of my stances are, you know, I believe in the fact that our youth have a voice, and you even being here in the studio is evident that is evidence that I care so much about that that I brought you here to communicate those things which you feel society or adults don't understand so what to equal that like we were talking about earlier you care about kids and so much so that you're willing to you know be be a babysitter be a caretaker do all these things for children and like kids you know my daughter's age and younger like that's a stance that's something that you care about. So um, what are some other things and like things that you care about, beliefs that you believe in? And now the reason I say pros and cons is sometimes the thing that we believe in can take a toll. And 
there are those moments when it can lift you really, really high. And then those other moments when you're like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't want to, you think about, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight this fight anymore. So that's what I mean by pros and cons. I'm forgetting that you're eating. So I'm asking these in depth questions. Yeah, yeah that's okay. what I'm struggling. <laughs> but I'm so used to it. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like this, this is me practicing for when I'm on NPR. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you as mom, you've been very, like, chill. Well, I have to be because I have to accept my baby's not baby anymore. Mm -hmm. She has her own voice, mm -hmm. which she so eloquently uses. Mm -hmm. um, the, the great thing is being able to watch her and relive certain moments in her life up to this point. Mm -hmm. Like... <laughs> in fact, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. And look, okay. I even give her that respect that I ask her permission before I do something. No, um, I think the the moment where it really started becoming reality for me and her outspokenness and all of that was when she had an experience in high school where. Um, these little boys were having a little chat conversation about her. And yes, you know, that, that, listen, I'm gonna tell you guys, that was like a proud mama moment right there. Because even though, you know, some people like, when I tell you what happened, some people like, oh, wait a minute. You proud about that? Yes, the hell I am. Um, she, um, <clears throat> they were having this conversation in their own little chat about her and some other girls. And one day in school, she, she has a class with all these boys. One day in school, she walks into this class that she hated because of them and a couple other people. And one of the boys said something. Um, it slips my mind exactly what it was because it's truth be told, it was so inappropriate that she did not feel comfortable repeating that message to me, what they said. And Long story short, he said it to the point where she, there was a substitute and she was like, do you not hear this? Can you do something? And the substitute was like, I'm just here to babysit. I'm not here to get involved. Yeah. So he said something else. And yeah, he said something else and I just, shorted I didn't even right think here. about it. I just smacked him. She smacked him <laughs> in the classroom. Now, it kind of backfired because like he was like six plus feet was like 200 plus pounds and he tried to push me on the table. But then like my regular teacher had came in cause she was an administrator, that's why she wasn't in the class. So she got the call from the substitute and she had to like split us up or whatever. But I think at that point, that's when she realized I'm not gonna stand for people doing this. Like I've turned a blind eye to people saying what they wanna say. Yeah, cause, cause this had been happening mm -hmm. the whole school year. This had happened, me smacking him happened at the end of the school year. And the norm I have been telling is the teacher, Ten? Yeah, it's her sophomore year. She was 16. Okay. And the norm is to tell the kids, well, let it roll off your shoulder, you know what I'm saying? Just ignore it, keep it moving. Mm-mm, not this one. I, and, I, and I already knew, because I know my child. Right. So when she told me, it was like, okay, I ain't even mad. I'm, I'm at the principal's, you know, I'm calling them. Like, um, this would happen. I know y'all know about it. How come ain't nobody give me a phone call? Right. You know, I ain't heard anything. And I had been going back and forth a couple of weeks because they wanted to suspend her for it, but did not force the boy to suffer any consequences. 
So I'm like, okay, did anybody bother to check in and find out what this is all about, what he said? And it's like, oh, well, she was the one that was initiated, which I get. But she had been telling you guys for quite some time this has been going on and nobody had done anything. So she's to the point where I'm tired. I'm fed up. And how would she be initiated? That's the thing. Because she smacked him. After he was already. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's what blew my mind and I, about it. And I'm like, so for almost three weeks, I'm going back and forth. I even showed up at the school. I'm like, look, um, what are we going to do about this? Because, y'all, this is not going to be on her record. Right. You know, this is some BS. I need some, I'm getting all these, well, we'll call you when we finish investigating. No, I ain't heard nothing back. It's been about three weeks. While they cool. were doing the investigation, I ended up in, in school suspension, and I had heard through my other friend that this boy was still attending class. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you, she, win, she was you like, win some, you lose some. But after that, when I came back to like regular school, he was very apologetic about it, very sweet. We ended up being friends after, but I'm just saying it shouldn't. Like, it should if, have you, got if to you're that telling point. me that telling the teacher should be the way to solve the problem, and I'm telling the teacher and it doesn't solve the problem. Right. It shouldn't have had to come to that. That's when she gets her mama. <laughs> and, I, you know, I got to the point where I literally had to go to the school board meeting and put them on blast about it, you know. Lo and behold, in the back of the room is the principal. I'm like, well, ain't there some stuff? You know, I've been trying to reach y'all. He's like, well, I didn't know. The assistant principal was the one handling it. I'm like, but they are under you. Yeah, I mean, so don't y'all all that's, be in the that same That means office? nothing to me right now. Don't y'all all be in the same office? Don't y'all do get mean? messages? Are you telling me your so secretary is incompetent? Cool. Okay. So, long story short, they got removed off her record mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm not backing down. I support her 100% in this because right. she shouldn't have to deal with that. None of these girls, none of these boys should have to deal with that because right. it's not just limited to the girls. Boys get sexually harassed by girls. Absolutely. Yeah. On some stuff. So, I'm like, it took this and me coming to this school board meeting to put y'all on blast. If y'all going to say this in the code of conduct, you have a zero tolerance, right. let's practice it. <laughs> Plain and simple. Right. So, you know, I think from my standpoint, that's when I really started to see her right. start coming into her activism and, you know, really standing up for Yeah, not just herself, herself right. but other people. And her voice became even louder. You right. know, I'm like, okay, this is what... Miss Joy's group, Paper Storms, is trying to get y'all to understand you have a voice. You have to be feeling like you're validated, you know? And every time she does something, when I see the wheels turning in her head, I'm like, oh, it's about to be something because it's exciting to watch your child grow and mature and come into their own as versus, oh, I'm going to sit back and let everybody do whatever they doing. Whatever they want to do. You know. Right. And just let it happen. So So what does it feel like? Because I, I really, I, I want to have a conversation soon, to, maybe towards the end of the show, where you and her kind of talk to each other. Okay. Um, but what has it been like to have a daughter that is very strong in what she says? Strong in her beliefs. Strong and... Almost immovable. <laughs> you mean bullheaded? Bullheaded. Yeah. And I, I say that because you and I both are mothers of oh. Tauruses. Tauruses. <laughs> and that in and of itself can be, can, can be almost a losing battle. And all we can really do is just really is put them on the path as best as we can and just be like, hey, maybe not go that way and yeah, try this way. I need to kind of direct you. How does like, that help you? Well, help, it's extremely frustrating 
to an extent because to have somebody that opinionated and have somebody that strong in their beliefs and, you know, well, this is where I stand and this is what I feel and right. you can't say nothing. And I'm, I'm just like, ah, but I'm trying to help you. Like, I'm an Aries, so we button heads <laughs> all day, every day. We going to be button heads. But at the same time, where it used to be a struggle, uh-huh. I'm learning that um, it doesn't always have to be. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to, as a parent, put it out there and say, okay, this is what I need you to consider. I need you to look at all this and think about it. Try to put it, mix it into what you feel, what you're thinking, what you're seeing, so you can make a well-informed decision. It ain't always easy. It, it really ain't, because even this morning, we was about to, we was going at it. But at the same time, I want her to still know that her thoughts, her opinions are valid even with me. I still listen to her, even though she doesn't think I do. I hear everything she says. Mm -hmm. And I need her to, you know, there are times I'm like, I need you to understand. I hear you. I am not discounting what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But I also need you to hear me. Don't just close yourself off. Crack that door a little bit. Let a little bit come in. If you let a little bit come in, cool, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I know you heard something. I know you're listening. Right. But for me, it's like when you do that, it's like I'm looking at a burrito. And the outside is like you being aggressive and all of that. And then the, um, <laughs> the outside is like you being aggressive and all of that. And then like the lettuce or the meat or the cheese or whatever you got inside your burrito is you caring and listening and stuff. Like when you look at a burrito, what do you see? The tortilla. And I'm only seeing the tortilla. Okay. And the burrito that you made or whatever, I, I don't, I guess I don't like that kind of meat or whatever because I haven't taken a bite to see what's inside. So this like, analogy is I'm gonna need you to it's everything. <laughs> Can I tell you as a mom? First off, I'm a foodie, it's so the everything. fact that you're using food to communicate with me, let me give me a high but five on thing. that one because I love that. In communication, land, I would prefer an open face BLT. I feel like you, I, or a taco. You can see it like a taco. You want to, but you, you, you ding something in my head. I think I'm a burrito. Oh, right. Like I really do care. Like, like really, I'm but a burrito. maybe they just see the little toasty outside part. but you know what in, in, in a crazy sort of way sour cream in it there. makes sense it makes, to it me. makes complete because sense because you see this time the whole time she's been talking not once did I say but 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 no I'm actually listening like oh burrito I get the analogy that's a, I'm gonna that, be honest that, I was thinking about my job and that's fine, <laughs> that's fine. That's but totally I, fine I wanna ask you okay you you say you prefer what kind uh, open face BLT. So what does that mean? That's fine. I don't. I'm allergic to to tomato, so I get it. But okay, open face BLT. What does that mean? It means like when something is open face, especially in food, they. I know like, what it means. Sandwich. I'm okay. saying for you. Okay, for you. <laughs> I, was, I was explaining it so I could relate it. No. So like they turn it so you can see like the bread, yes. the lettuce, the tomato, and there's nothing hidden. Like, you can see it okay. without having to, like, do all the extra to get to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So and that's I how do you prefer. That, okay, I no. give it, unfortunately, <laughs> me being me, I do give it straight no chaser. Mm-hmm. I do give it open face. And then I also realize that when I do that, it's very abrasive. Mm-hmm. And it's not my intention. It's just I don't know how to be any other way. Mm-hmm. So when I do give it straight no chaser, open face, it's like, 
she gets offended. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, let me sit and let this marinate for a minute because eventually she'll get my point because that's how she asked me to give it to her. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also confused, like, okay, you want me to give it to you this way, but then you're, like, reacting badly to how I give it, so maybe I should just go back to burrito mode and fold it all back up. I Like, I don't know how to... It's like I have to tell analogy. (laughs) Sometimes when you do that, it's like I have open wounds and you're squeezing lemon and then rubbing salt in there. I need I need the neosporin, but you reached for the lemon and the salt. So that's why I just get like kind of upset or whatever, because it's just a bit too aggressive. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I understand, because you have let me know on countless occasions. Hey, that was a bit rough. Sorry. You know, how, how could I, and I even ask you, how can I better communicate it so it's not as abrasive, but it's a way that you'll be open to receiving it. And so, and again, this takes a lot of work yeah. on both our parts because we're both this type of people that just go straight in. Mm-hmm. And then think and then after. afterwards, we're like, mm, right. dang, I could have said that better or maybe if I hadn't said that or, you know. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Woo, woo, woo. You know, I'm so sorry. And saying sorry is a really humbling experience. Especially as a parent. As a parent. Like looking at your child child. and realizing that you hurt them to that extent. Yeah. And you got to say, dang, I got to eat that because I did that. I do apologize. And sometimes it's not enough apologizing to fix it. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, okay. I'll shut down, like, okay, I don't need to talk because if I do, I know I might do it again. Mm-hmm. So come back to me when, you know, you're ready. So, you, Imani, you just said it's very, hard to, it's very hard to apologize as a stubborn child. And this isn't to highlight the stubbornness, but this is to ask how you would prefer your apologies. If you if you had like if since I have to give them or if I'm receiving them both since we're since we're on the the food analogies for the most part yes what is on your apology buffet so when receiving apologies like I'm the type of person that's gonna relate to where you're coming from regardless of how wrong you are <laughs> so like or how wrong I was but you just apologize and make me feel better I guess so like I don't really need all the I'm sorry because this this and this like. Really, all I need is I'm sorry. Okay. And then when I'm giving them, I just, like, feel that way. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel like everybody thinks like me, which is probably not true. Because nobody think about food analogies 24-7. So, I love for how you me, just have a bank of food analogies. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> but for me, like, I feel like I need to work better to know that, like, everybody doesn't think the way I do. So, sometimes... Like, me, I might not need all the reasons why I'm sorry, but the person I'm apologizing to is a different person, so maybe they might need the I'm sorry and why I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But then, like, where I draw the hard line is the I'm sorry, this is why I'm sorry, and I will never do it again. Because mm-hmm. I can't say that. Because I don't know what the future holds. Like, I might be apologizing for stepping on your shoe, and then the next day I might trip and step on it again. I can't say I will never do that again because mm-hmm. that's something I can't control. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your apology is almost like a three-layer dip. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're making progress. <laughs> <laughs> or her apology is like, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I be apologizing for stuff, I'm really not sorry. That's why I say I'm sorry. Or like when I or like when I do or when I list why, when I list why, I'll be like I'll be like I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you couldn't understand what was oh, going on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. That's basically, yeah. What, yeah. You, that's basically what that is. Yeah, I just... Oh, <laughs> some people just want the apologies, and they're the wrong ones, but sometimes you just got to give them what they want. <laughs> got to give the people what they want. You <laughs> <laughs> do like that sometimes. I got so, you. I think we're going we're gonna, <laughs> to... On that note, we're going to go to commercial. <laughs> Just give the people what they want. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back. And I actually want to bring, because um, we have our lead facilitator in the studio. If y'all didn't hear her, but I didn't get a chance to introduce her because she just came and got on the mic. I was like, ah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, we all, I introduce you every time. Shut up. So, <laughs> and, and the little paper storm reunion. Exactly. So, the side was I wanted, awesome. exactly. And I didn't get a chance to take a picture of it. I was like, oh, that's so cute. And I didn't get a chance to do anything. So, um, <laughs> exactly. I missed all of it. I couldn't grab, I couldn't grab my phone in time. So, <laughs> but we'll be right back. We will continue to have Imani in the studio. And I have asked those questions on Facebook. If you have any questions for Imani herself or kind of teens-ish, she, she's an adult now, but, you know, she was a teen. Any young teens need She was advice? a teen three months ago. So yeah, I was there once. <laughs> you were there once. Many, was there many moons many ago. Many moons ago. I was, I was, I was a teen once. <laughs> Wait a minute. Three months? That's like one and a half moons. I was there one and a half moons ago. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. Tired of wearing that same old raggedy t-shirt to group events, civic, and work situations? Then why don't you check out our folks' live action captions. They offer t-shirt services here in the Richmond and Tri-City area offering multicolored direct-to-garment printing at an affordable price. Guess what? No charge for changing colors for a design either. Pick and choose whatever you want out of the rainbow. No minimums at all. Discounts at 25 or more. If you'd like to rock one of these hot shirts that we here at Legacy Internet Radio do, then you can get with live action captions at 804-640-7180. Again, that's 804 804- Six four zero seven one eight zero, and for all the folks who don't like to use the telly, we got it on the internet at live-action-captions at comcast.net. Again, live-action-captions at comcast.net, and at that same title on Facebook and Instagram. No need to worry about it shrinking. We got you covered. Live-action captions. What up, what up, everybody? It's your girl, Jody Smith, j Jody Music Mixtape. It's a classic. Get at my dude, Marcus J, on Legacy Internet Radio. Ain't no half-stepping. Get your own j Mixtape. Hit me up, Jody Smith, on Facebook, Jody Music, J-O-D-Y Music. Or you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. They're both Jody underscore 804. Get at me on YouTube. That's Jody the Artist. Check out some of my footage, some of my videos. You can listen in on SoundCloud, Jody Smith Music, or just give me a call at 1262-Jody804. That's 1262-Jody804. 
And we're back. Um, yeah. So even though she she's been in the studio for like fifteen minutes, I wanna, <laughs> I've just for the people for the people that don't know, even though we show you and, and Chantel out every week, for the people that don't know who you are, um, Jess Snyder walked in the studio about fifteen minutes ago, Yay. and. <laughs> what's also what's most important about her being in the studio is that she's the lead facilitator for Paper Storms. So it's not just, oh, I was around the neighborhood and I just want to stop by, even though that's fine. But <laughs> she has, she, she holds an integral space in Paper Storms, so I want to make sure that she gets her due while she's here. So I've asked Imani a bunch of questions the first half of the show. And I wanted to bring you in if you have any questions or thoughts, especially with her Going to college in what? Two a day. Seconds, right. <laughs> she be in college in like Tomorrow. Two, two minutes. Um, but even is, if you have any questions or you have any thoughts or any things that you would love to pass on to her in this space, we are open to do that. I don't know. Um, I have a question. She might have asked this already. Okay. Um, what do you feel like was the most valuable thing you got out of being a participant of Paper Storms? the most valuable thing it was definitely being able to find my voice and how to use it correctly okay i like that <laughs> that's good what are you going to school for theatra um, okay so you guys can't see my jazz funny on. story i told the guy <laughs> like my advisor, advisor. Mm-hmm. i told my advisor that I wanted. He asked what I wanted to do because I said I didn't know. So he asked me what I wanted to do. I was telling him, oh, I like musical theater, but I want to be a plastic surgeon because I follow Dr. Miami. And then I was like, I also want to be a defense attorney. So he was like, you know, we're going to put you in It's like, I want to be an astronaut, but I also want to be <laughs> a, a fashion chef. designer. Right? <laughs> I also want to paint. So he told me he was going to put me as undecided. Then he prints my schedule out and it says criminal justice in the top. So I'm just like. But that don't mean you gotta go. No, with that, that that doesn't mean what that means. But then again, okay. like I find it because I'm indecisive. I find when other people tend to make, oh, when other people tend to make accidental decisions for me. Like he said, it was an accident. But I feel like when people do that, it tends to work out better for me versus someone telling me you're gonna do this or me being like, uh, and then like having to choose at the last second if that makes sense. Yeah, my like kind of like mm-hmm. a a turn of fate kind of thing. It does. How do you plan on using your voice? Do you continue to plan on using your voice? Yeah, and that's like a heavy question. Because I don't oh, know. We've been talking we're about a, social justice. But to say we're in a pretty woke world. So, <laughs> and the I funny mean, thing she's is, a, um, he put criminal justice on her thing, and I'm like, well, a perfect place for you to use your voice. We, you know? we right. found out today that she's an equal rightist. Okay. Yeah, it's not a word, but we, it's today. It's her word. It's her word. Yeah, she's an equal writer, so she she put it in her in her Instagram bio. <laughs> the way that I wanna, well, I feel like I'm definitely gonna continue to use my voice, but I just feel like I wanna be like that voice for the underdogs, kind of. Because I mean, like I know everybody loves an underdog narrative, whatever, but only in movies. Like nobody really cares about the underdog in real life if you really think about it. Like even the president only cares about rich white males. I mean, I ain't, people are saying, right. people I ain't are heard saying, a lie yet. People are saying rich, he only cares about rich people. But then it just splits into subcategories. Like, yes, he cares about rich people, but if you're not rich and white, he doesn't mm-hmm. care about you. And if you're rich and white, he doesn't care about you if you're not rich and white and in the top percentile of the rich mm-hmm. and whites. And if you're in the top percentile of the rich and whites, if you're a woman, he does not care about you. Right. And then if you're in the top percent of rich white people that are males, but he just has an issue with you that he don't like you. Like, 
It's like you think you in there, but you're not really in there. Right. I told her none of this. <laughs> right? I'm like, somebody's been up on the news. <laughs> I, I did nothing. I had nothing to do with that. So if you, if you were able to kick in the door of the White House right now, smack him in the face and be like, it's my job now, what would you do? That... I mean, I'm besides kidding. that, besides the part you're walking so, in, yeah, what would be that? the first thing on your agenda? The first yes. thing on my agenda would definitely be either taxing the rich people more or cutting their pay and sending it to the poor people. So like poverty, Robin Hood Robin Hood. So poverty would be the first thing on your agenda. Yes, ma'am. Like that should be the only thing on the list for real. For real, I mean, like yeah, crime is a big thing or whatever. But <laughs> I feel like it should be poverty, crime, working. <laughs> You're funny, yo. And then, I don't know. I guess retirement. Mm, I don't know. I have, to, I, have to figure, I have to put that in there. But, because, you know, we can't, can't find just, a place for retirement. We can't just leave the old people out to dry. But, like, at the same time. Yes. We, we retirement still need social security. Like, no, what I'm saying is retirement is something that's, like, it shouldn't be something that you have to tell somebody. Because, like, retirement is basically saving your money. Yeah. If you can't save your money, then you should worry about that. But if you've been saving your money for a while, now you basically have retirement. So what about um, what about the other social is- issues that you like? Are, what else would be on your agenda if you are President Imani Bailey right now, and they decided to like create your own what's my own thing? agenda, your own agenda? But not even just that. Like you literally get to go into the White House and like decorate that joint the way you want to. Okay, you get so to do all these things. Definitely, definitely this whole thing about having to enlist in the army as a young male at eighteen. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, when you're 18... You're talking, you like, you talking about the draft. Yeah, yeah when okay. you're 18, you don't know what you want to do for real. And, like, the fact that you are required to sign up for the draft or you're going to jail doesn't give you a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know most people are like, oh, you just trying to sign up for the draft and you're going away. Like, there's a small chance that you'll actually be put on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Yes, but with the president that we have now, how far off do you think that chance of you being on the front lines is? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a minority uh, or a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kind of saved the transgender people himself by saying they shouldn't be in the army. But it was a it was but it was extremely backhanded and yeah, yeah and it sure was, it was a horrible way gross he how he did it. But yeah, definitely that because I mean like if you want to fight for this country, then fight for this country. But I'm saying like you should be able to choose mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Like yes, you're a young, yes, you're an 18 year old boy or 18 year old girl, but you shouldn't have to be forced mm-hmm. to sign up or go to jail. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the it's not World War One or World War Two mm-hmm. where our where our population is decreasing because of sickness, and there's a lot of wars going on because we're still trying to forge t- treaties with other countries and stuff. Like, we're in the time now where these treaties have been like set in stone for a while now. Mm-hmm. Our population's flourishing. Mm-hmm. We're really only going to war because of stuff like oil and if you think about <laughs> it the tweets. way yeah and, and the way we the way we use oil now like we're not gonna have them fossil fuels in like a hundred thousand years or so and I'm even if say, we, we are we're looking at 20 years 20 we're years have these fossil fuels yeah. Yeah. ice caps about the middle i mean they're trying right. to come out with electric cars and stuff but that was a good idea until i saw the price like how are you gonna give us a better option but then make it cost more i'm looking forward to um when we are living in the fifth element. Hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I don't I know what that is. I can't remember how that movie goes. I love that movie. 
Oh, I'll have to show you. <laughs> we can find it on Netflix or something. It's a great movie. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you. But no. Yeah. But Go ahead. I'm just know, watch it. Just know at one point in the beginning of the movie, we have flying cars, and majority oh. of those are, are taxi cabs. Really so, yeah. like, so, like, Wally? No, because Wally's reason Wally's for existing version. was because of of pollution, but <laughs> and um, hey, over consumption. You can reinstate like yeah. the stuff about global warming since some people don't believe it really exists. Right. I mean, I'm sure global warming exists. Like <laughs> it does. It just makes sense. Like there's a big block of ice, and the sun's getting closer. What does ice do in the sun? It melts, mm-hmm. and when it melts, the water level rises, and because it's the hot sun melting the cold ice and the water is spreading, it's getting warmer. So it's warming up the earth and the earth is what? A globe. So global warming. Hey. And there you have it. I don't understand why that's so hard for people to understand. Like how else how else can you explain all the floods and stuff and the tsunamis? Like can you explain um can you, can you tell BOB that the world isn't flat? Okay, now I can't really Do not come in here and decide to I'm be not, a flat earther. No, 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 I'm not I saying that. I will kick you out right now. I'm not saying that because actually Whoa. I've discovered something else called linear earth. No, where is that coming from? Linear earth. I'm not okay, saying so I believe in anything. Let me tell you. No, 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 I'm no. Holding the on fact to, that you're even saying it. The fact that you're even considering so, it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, have you ever heard no. of NASA? Yes. Okay. So you know NASA took all of that money. That's why things cost so much now. Yeah. To send some people. To Far away to take a picture, take a picture yeah. of right, the and and and, and what shape? A circle. <laughs> a circle. That's that's all we need to know. I don't no, want to hear. I don't want to hear no linear circle. No, I was just circle. saying there's a lot of variations circle. now. There's a lot of options. No, no, no. If that was a Listen, variation, we circle, would have circle, something called orbit. <laughs> it goes around the earth. They can't go. Yeah, that's you. I don't understand why people don't think that Earth is round. Like, how can something orbit around something flat? Like, how are you going to orbit around this table? You gonna have a, a problem. I mean, you could, yeah, but it would take a lot longer, yeah. and that would mess up the idea of it being twenty four hours. Our so days would be longer. Yeah, um, and the fact that the floods would be worse because yeah. the moon can't because the, the moon's like, like See, there, there, there you go. See, there, there you, you go. go. Don't be talking about no linear. No linear. Linear equations are reserved for just math. We don't need sometimes some stuff don't need no options. You just need just you know math. What? Math alone, linear equation. That's all the linear I want to know about. Because it's the same one that was like. I ain't seen no slave ships, therefore slavery never happened. Like this is the okay, same Kanye. <laughs> and you never saw you Abraham Lincoln either. Have you ever seen a slave ship in real life? Actually, Twitter Wake has up. resorted to calling Kanye Kanye. I mean, I mean, if she I have not heard that yet. You never. And seen oh, that. I, that is hilarious. Kanye. No, I totally have missed that one. Hashtag slavery is a choice on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. I'm Kunye, I'm late. <laughs> I participate. This is how <laughs> I know the 30s here. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, there's a picture because I'm late on stuff the now. There's a picture of the guy with the laptop, and he's like. And it's like when you forgot to um, uncheck the box for available to slave. Hashtag slavery is a Bro, I got slavery in 20 minutes. They got some doozies When your boss called you in, but he said you had Saturdays off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Slavery is a choice. Oh, my God. No, it was another video. It was like white people. And like this one lady, she was dancing in the garden. And then this dude was like in the background playing basketball. So then he stopped to dance with her, too. And it was like the slaves out here living their best life and finding out slavery was a choice. I was like, all right, <laughs> you have to do all it's that. It's amazing. That's 
wonderful in so many ways. So I'm really happy, one, that we got you off the linear kick. Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we do not want you going down into the annals of history, sound like B.O.B. Mm-hmm. We don't, want don't that. go down that so, rabbit hole. <laughs> we don't want you being like going real deep into conspiracy theory YouTube. No, conspiracy, conspiracy theories are good to a certain extent. Oh, like, I love okay a good conspiracy you start theory. Obsessing about yeah. yeah, I love a good one. The I ones about the one. celebrities, I will never get those. Like, if you don't let them people live their life. Yeah, because you, so did, what you they didn't could know be that Beyonce gave cousin. birth to Solange. You didn't know that? Yeah, because now they're putting <laughs> no, all the pictures not. side by side to all her kids. No. Because yeah. Beyonce, I mean, Solange is Beyonce's sister. Of course, her kids are going to look like her sister because Beyonce looks like mm. Solange. <laughs> okay, so. No, Solange, this is, did Solange this is give me. birth to Beyonce? No, someone interviewed. Because there's somebody out there that's legit yes, no. saying that. So. Someone okay, interviewed Solange and was like, you know, you sound, your sound <laughs> and your style, as you know, it's like a lot like your sister's. She was like, yeah, you know. We lived in the same house, had the same mom, same dad. You know, <laughs> you know same experiences. Yeah. Kind of makes people alike. Yeah. It kind of makes them similar like. And they're like, what? Have you guys heard of the McClure twins? Yeah. I love them. Oh, okay, God. so there's conspiracy theories about their family me, going around saying that me the and husband. Monica have a whole. It's like saying that the husband <laughs> is racist or something like so that. So here's the whole and thing then, about no, that. The people yeah. were digging into here's the whole thing so about hard that. that they found the twins' real dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the whole thing about yeah. that. I think they should just. It is none of our business. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can read it. You can you can soap you can soap opera read it. You know when you're flashing by. I'm just gonna say she need to stop talking about all all together. If she hadn't said anything, all of this wouldn't fine. be going no, on. I'm thinking Just she keep can on talk about what she wants to talk about. Because everybody, because we not everybody here for you. Looking at it for the right. kids, we can care less about you. And like, no, we obviously know, sweetheart. Forgive me. See, this is why I'm glad we got. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know independent radio, but for for like, okay, sweetheart. Like, was it a little scheme in it? Yeah, you left a white man and you had another white man, so they were interchangeable. But we know, we know the kids won't. We know you won't marry to a black man. Basically, your kids is just as clear as they want to be. And not even that's that. You go out of your way to complain about black folk and be like, well, I'm not. Uh. No, no, no. Well, she, yeah, yeah, she, she likes to say that way. she's not. White people she does, first, no, no, no. She, she does go out of her way to express the fact that she is Nigerian. Nigerian, not right, African and not African American. Yeah. And that's something. But that I pass her in a problem. America, so you African American. We've had Nigeria problems in with Africa, that yes. forever. Oh. Not even just that. There, there's been a long history. Yeah, because they keep saying that African Americans from Africa think that they're better than African Americans that were born here. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Every time I see her, we're it reminds me that little girl mm-hmm. say, "You African American." <laughs> Every time I look at you, African American. Yeah, she got, she got, she got, she got mad because her mom straightened her hair or something like that, or dyed it blonde or something. Her mom like that. put on a blonde wig. So why that was hell, so yellow? You and she African American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was She's the like, best get video. out this bathroom. Yeah, Why you got blind? But my whole point was like, yeah, whatever she did, she did. Whatever happened with the husband, the other husband, that happened. But I'm saying, like, they shouldn't have dug into her history making conspiracy videos on YouTube and stuff to the point where she felt that she needed to come on YouTube and explain mm-hmm. it. She like, started that's not herself, though. Well, no, yeah, I, I don't she agree with that. that when you choose you to open that door, door right, yeah. you take the money Everybody for that, yep. In, so you, you you like the money, it's the good and the bad. This you is know? my sympathy for Right, her. so it's like you mm. knew what you were going into when you started to, for lack, I don't want to say exploit, because maybe it just happened that 
her videos were professionally recorded all also, the time. Also, she has anyway, twins, and twins right. are always a phenomenon. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you knew what you were doing when you and were And then they're mixed twins, there, right. like white and black mixed. For some well, reason, people fetishize so them over all of them. basically, you pimping out your oh, yeah, you for your life. People fetishize everything That's when it comes I mean, to, like, in a Yes, she yeah. is pimping them out, but did, no, she, she's not, did she reach to pimp them out, or was it handed to her? What I'm saying is, you knew... Your what was possible? You knew that this was possible. That was going to be figured out. The internet will always be undefeated. Mm-hmm. Always, if Especially it's out Twitter. there, right? Especially black. You know, Twitter. I know. One day when I become somebody, they're gonna find my Twitter, my tweets about whippos, mm-hmm. and I'm That's gonna have to. Tweet. I'm gonna have to own up to it. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna have to be like, you know, Sarah, I like you, but there were some whippos in my time that I hated. And I apologize, but it's like she did. Like, don't you? She you? She knew that she's a public figure, and that people now she didn't have to explain it herself. Yeah, she no, she could have just, let it, just let it go. But she chose to make not one, not two, but three whole entire videos about this. One that included her children, which I feel like is eh, yeah, a little bit inappropriate. Like, yeah, because they're like they're like videos. four or five, right? Because she's yeah, when the when the little girl is like, like uh, when the little girl says. How does daddy know he was wrong if he didn't get a spanking? Like clearly, cognitively, they're they're not here for this conversation. Right. Yeah, like, and it's and you're pulling emotionally from your audience because you have them there. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I'm I want just, I'm here for the McClure twins. I'm not here for yeah. I'm, I'm not here for, here for babies. The, yeah. So. I don't. And they I, just over here making each other laugh and cry. Like I'm much like the stuff they say is I love them sometimes. I'm so like, is like they little six five six year old kid just because they're just so innocent and. Why is he doing that? You know right. that type of mentality. And I'm like, oh, you're so cute, you're so cute. But a lot of those, a lot of those families, not just families of twins or families like um, multicultural families or anything like that, but a lot of those families that put themselves in the public eye, mm-hmm. especially if you're cultivating on how cute or how right. Mm-hmm. Um, look how adorable. Look we how adorable are, right. we are. Look how different we are. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, look at what my son did. Look at, look the at perfect this. Like you, you we put have. your right. You put yourself in those places. Perfect example is um, you know Johnny K plus eight. Um, mm-hmm. What's the family? Nineteen kids and counting. Like oh, all the those sort of things that have the Duggars. All those things that happen. You put yourself into the public eye. A lot of those things come to pass, and it's not great. It's, it's, you, you have to take, like just said, you have to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. And I I got on my, what's that thing called? Soapbox. Soapbox earlier this week when I was talking about the Charlemagne stuff. That stuff I'm just not going to let fly. I'm just not. Like, and I went through, <laughs> I lost like a, a whole bunch of Facebook friends and I'm like, it's fine. But <laughs> like, it comes with the territory, you know. I'm, I'm just like, you how y'all... On the one hand, bashing people. On the other hand, you set aside forgiveness for certain individuals. Like either it's all, to me, it's all or nothing. Like if you don't accept it should that be from, across the board. Thank you. If you don't accept that from these people over here, why is it acceptable from him, her, and all that other stuff? Right. Why are you still caping for them? Like that nineteen-minute BS. I've yet to hear a, that the yellow. I want to say that I I I didn't want to try. But I did want to try, but then I started to try, and literally, like, when he said, I had to turn it off. I couldn't do it. But I did. I wanted to act, because I really wanted to be like, what is it that you could have to say? But I did end up in turn not listening. I just want to know, did he admit anything? Yeah. 
What he admit? He admitted to the fact he admitted things in a very see now you're gonna make me want to go into it. Oh, I haven't listened to it. I just read things about it. Oh, okay. I said, but now you're gonna make me want to go. R. Kelly. And that's oh, a, okay, so the other oh, day oh, I saw oh. something on the Explorer page, and it was like the guy was interviewing R. Kelly, and he was like, "I think I said, oh it. yeah, the one about do you like teenage? Yeah, girls? he said, do you like the teenage girls? No, yeah, yeah, no. He said, he said, he said, no. He sat there for a second. He was like, he said, do you like well, young girls? Yeah, he said, do you like young? And girls? He, he said, define young, define young. And he said, like teenage girls. He said, when you say teenage, how old are we talking? It's literally between 13 and 17. You gotta ask all them questions and your answers. R. Kelly is so tra- And then, like, when I was in the Uber, when that guy was trying to hit on you through me, oh he um he was playing the whole R. Kelly song when he was, like, apologizing about it, saying I did it or something like that. Yeah, he said, I admit-, I admit I love young girls or something yeah. like that. He said it in such a way, and he, he, he it still wrapped sounds it up. It uncle. is. He it wrapped it up trifling. in such a way to... to Put the onus back on the listener. Yeah, and he was and also he thing. was also calling the girls everything outside of their names, like Absolutely. the B word, yeah. calling them hoes, saying that he yeah. didn't believe he did anything wrong. Yeah. You did something wrong because you were only with them because they were young girls. Yes, yeah. and that that is mm. this is the thing that really at the core, and this is why I feel the way that I feel. One, I'm raising a, a daughter. Two, I don't appreciate the double standard that a lot of entertainers get. Um, people, the thing yeah, that like Demi Lovato when she overdosed. Right. Doing drugs is doing drugs. It doesn't matter that you're famous. Demi Lovato should be in a rehab facility, facility and then be getting arrested for doing illegal drugs. I have like a whole, and I'm a Demi Lovato fan, Me I have too. a whole girl about that. Like how we, when certain people do drugs, it's like, you know, I call it the Amy Winehouse effect. Yeah. Like, oh, she's singing and she's so into her music, but it's like, when homeboy over here doing drugs. Yeah, yeah like you the, a rappers, the rappers, the rappers, the last people yeah. that do the drugs, they in jail for the rest of their life dropping mixtapes from the cell. But Demi Lovato out here shooting up heroin in the free time. She ODs and it's like, oh my God, Demi and we Lovato did the, overdosed. And don't, have have a, okay? don't be somebody that has a drug addiction problem that is black. Because we shitted on... Whitney, how many times? Man, Whitney got no justice. We not we right. we should alone. Whitney and we're Lamar still, Odom. We did all of those. Lamar things. Odom is the good. one to me that I feel like we like. We, we, we really threw him, him away. We re-